Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. All right, this is going to be for uh, Ezekiel chapter 47. The heading reads, Waters issue from the house of the Lord and heal the Dead Sea. The Lord shows the borders of the land. Verse 1, Afterward he brought me again unto the door of the house, and behold, the waters issued out from under the threshold of the house eastward, for the four for the forefront of the house stood toward the east, and the waters came down from under, from the right side of the house, at the south side of the altar. Then brought he me out of the way of the gate northward, and led me about the way without the outer gate, by the way that looketh eastward, and behold, there ran out waters on the right side. I want you to know some of the, notice some of the symbolism that's going on here with the water, and we'll, we'll explain some of that a little bit more. Verse 3, And when the man had, that had the line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubits, and he brought me through the waters, and the waters were to the ankle. So he's gone down about 1,500 feet from uh, where the waters issued forth, and now the waters are about ankle deep at about 1,500 feet uh, down below. Verse 4, And again he measured a thousand and brought me through the waters. The waters were to the knees. So now he's gone uh, 3,000 feet, another um, another 1,000 cubits, he's a total of 3,000 feet, um, and the, uh, the water's up to the knees. And again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through. The waters were to the loins. So now he's about 4,500 feet down, downstream, and, and the water's up to his waist. Verse 5, Afterward, he measured 1,000, and it was a river. Now he's about 6,000 feet down, so he's more than a mile down the downstream that I could not pass over, for the waters were risen. So now the waters are over his head, waters to swim in, a river that could not pass, be passed over. In other words, the, the symbolism here, the more we attend the temple, the more fully immersed we become in the gospel, the more we will understand about the temple and its symbolism. So here, if we, if we just... Uh, if we just uh, soak our feet in the temple, and we're not going to get as much out of it as we as we immerse ourselves completely in the temple. And so that's some symbolism here. Verse 6, And he said unto me, Son of man, hast thou seen this? Then he brought me and caused me to return to the brink of the river. Now when I had returned, behold, at the bank of the river were very many trees on the one side and on the other. Then said he unto me, These waters issue out toward the east country, and go down into the desert, and go into the sea, which being brought forth into the sea, the waters shall be healed. And it shall come to pass that everything that liveth, which moveth, whithersoever the rivers shall come, shall live, and there shall be a great multitude of fish, because these waters shall come forth, come thither, for they shall be healed, and everything shall live whither the river cometh. So in other words, some more symbolism here, that the temple, as we worship in the temple, uh, everything that touches the temple, everything that uh, comes from the temple will live uh, and be healed. Verse 10, And it shall come to pass that the fishers shall stand upon it, or by it, from En Gedi even unto En Galeem, or Galeem, and shall be a place to spread forth nets. Their fish shall be according to their kinds, as the fish of the great sea exceeding many. He's talking here about the Dead Sea, that uh, that it will no longer be uninhabitable, that there will be eventually fish in the Dead Sea. Uh, in fact, it'll be so many, it'll be like the Mediterranean, the Great Sea. 
Verse 11, but the miry places thereof and the marshes thereof shall not be healed. They shall be given to salt. And by the river upon the bank thereof on this side and on that side shall grow all trees for meat, whose leaf shall not fade, neither shall the fruit thereof be consumed. It shall bring forth new fruit according to his months, because their waters they issued out of the sanctuary. And the fruit thereof shall be for meat, and the meat thereof shall be thereof for medicine." So in other words, the, the fruit will, or the tree will always be bearing fruit and leaves, and the leaves will be used for some sort of medicine. There are other scriptures that mention water coming from the temple. In Joel chapter 3, it says, It shall come to pass in that day that the mountains shall drop down new wine, and the hills shall flow with milk, and all the rivers of Judah shall flow with waters, and a fountain shall come forth of the house of the Lord, and shall water the valley of Shittim. And Zechariah says, And it shall be in that day that living waters shall go out from Jerusalem, half of them toward the former sea, and half of them toward the hinder sea, in summer and in winter shall it be. And in the book of Revelation it says, And he showed, verse 20, chapter 22, And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was there a tree of life. Um, and then there's reference to the tree of life that Lehi saw, and then down to, um, let's see, down to verse, uh, in First Nephi chapter 11, it says, And it came to pass that I beheld that the rod of iron which my father had seen was the word of God, and which led to the fountain of the living waters, or to the tree of life, which waters are a representation of the love of God. And I also beheld that the tree of life was a representation of the love of God. So, and then also continuing um, from the book of Revelation, it says, which bare twelve manner of fruits and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there was, there shall no more be, a, be and there shall no more curse I shall read that again. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it, and the servants shall serve him. The symbolic waters seem to convey the idea of truth, life, and healing emanating from the Lord's house to fill the world. Isaiah said that the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Water coming from the temple is a metaphor of the Lord coming from his abode. The temple, after all, is his house, a part of heaven on earth, to heal all the imbalances of the world. The most imbalanced water in the world is the Dead Sea. It is 27% salt and minerals. The oceans, as well as the Mediterranean, are approximately 3.5% or 3 to 3.8% salt. The salinity of the Great Salt Lake increased to about 22% in its time and is now diluted to about 10%. The Great Salt Lake averages between 5 and 15 feet deep. The Dead Sea reaches a depth of about 1,300 feet. There are some who believe that the Dead Sea will still be salt water, but will be healed to support life. The prophet Joseph Smith said, Judah must return, Jerusalem must be rebuilt, and the temple and water come out from under the temple, and the waters of the Dead Sea be healed. It will take some time to rebuild the walls of the city and the temple, etc., and all this must be done before the Son of Man will make his appearance. The waters issuing forth from under the temple and healing the Dead Sea occur when the Lord himself sets foot upon the Mount of Olives, causing the mountain to divide in two and create a great valley. In Zechariah 14 it reads, And his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east and toward the west, and there shall be a very great valley, and half the mountain shall remove toward the north and half of it toward the south. Doctrine and Covenants 
133 says, For behold, he shall stand upon the Mount of Olivet, and upon the mighty ocean, even the great deep, and upon the islands of the sea, and upon the land of Zion. And he shall utter his voice out of Zion, and he shall speak from Jerusalem. And his voice shall be heard among all people, and it shall be a voice as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of a great thunder, which shall break down the mountains and the valleys, shall not be found. He shall command the great deep, and it shall be driven back into the north countries, and the islands shall shall become one land. And the land of Jerusalem and the land of Zion shall be turned back into their own place, and the earth shall be like as it was in the days before it was divided. Verse 13, dividing of the lands. Thus saith the Lord God, this shall be the... This shall be the border whereby ye shall inherit the land according to the twelve tribes of Israel. Joseph shall have two portions, one for Ephraim and one for Manasseh. Although much of Joseph's inheritance will be on the American continent, many will also live in Palestine. And ye shall inherit it, one as well as another, concerning the which I lifted up mine hand, or made an oath or covenant, to give it unto your fathers, and this land shall fall unto you for your inheritance. And this shall be the border of the land where north north or toward the north side, from the great sea, the way of Hethlon, as men go to Zedad. Hemoth, Berathah, Zibraim, which is between the border of Damascus and the border of Hamath, Hazar Hatakan, which is on the coast or border by Haran, and the border from the sea shall be Haraz Hazar Enon, the border of Damascus, and the north and the north northward, and the border of Hamath, and this is on the north side. And the east side ye shall measure from Haran and from Damascus, and from Gilead, and from the land of Israel by Jordan, from the border unto the east sea, and this is the east side, and the south side southward from Tamar, even to the waters of strife in Kadesh, the river to the great sea, and this is the south side southward. The west side also shall be the great sea from the border, till the man come over against Hamath. This is the west side. So shall ye divide this land unto you according to the tribes of Israel. And it shall come to pass that ye shall divide it by lot for an inheritance unto you, and to the strangers that sojourn among you, which shall beget children among you. And they shall be unto you as born in the country among the children of Israel. They shall have the inheritance with you among the tribes of Israel." In other words, the non-Israels will be adopted in. And it shall come to pass that in that and in what tribe the stranger sojourneth, there shall ye give him his inheritance, saith the Lord God. So the, the Gentiles will also be able to have part of their inheritance among the Israelites. So that's uh, what a nice thing. Anyway, that's the end of the chapter. And we'll see you next time. Bye.